This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey there. Hey, welcome to season four of the How She Did That podcast. My name is Tasha Booth, and I'm so happy that you're here. So we took a few weeks off to rest, regroup, and record for season four, and now we're back. This season is going to be filled with interviews featuring amazing women who have such a wealth of knowledge and know-how on expanding your business and your brand. But I'm also committing to doing some more solo episodes this season, including some mini on-air coaching sessions. So be on the listen for those. But before we begin all of that, we're kicking things off this season with a super special episode with my director of operations for the Launch Guild, Jay Luray. As you'll hear in this interview, Jay Luray has been with the team since October of 2018, but she recently went full-time, which has been a new and wild ride. We're going to get super vulnerable about what it's like working together, so strap in for some sappiness. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, I'm so excited to have Jay Luray as my right hand and often left hand. So let's go ask her how she became indispensable. podcast right now. <laughs> this is crazy because actually we've been talking about me coming on here for a while. We really have and now we're making it an actual reality and that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so those in our audience who may not have heard me talk about you 700,000 times, <laughs> can you tell them who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, I am the director of operations of the Launch Guild. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I started as a lowly virtual assistant subcontractor within the Launch Guild, but just as of January 1st of 2020, I am full-time. Oh my gosh. I am first full-time employee, and I say first because there will be a second. Oh, crazy. Yeah. She, thinks <laughs> she thinks that it's probably not going to happen, but I think it'll happen sooner <laughs> than we realize. You know, uh, yeah, the more you and I talk and the, the more our team grows, the more I'm like, okay, this is probably going to happen sooner rather than later. So I think you're yeah. right. I just don't want to admit that you are right quite yet. <laughs> but tell us more about you. Like, what do you do for fun? Yeah, what do, I, what do I do for fun? This is the question I ask myself a lot. Well, I am the creator of mill.spouse on Instagram as well, supporting military spouses in empowerment and personal development and all that jazz. So that's a really exciting side project that I have for fun. And I'm obsessed with my wiener dogs and they are a hobby in themselves, I would say. <laughs> And I'm very involved in the subculture of wiener dog lovers. So 
<laughs> and no one can see this, but there are wiener dogs on my hat that I'm wearing right now. So which is like amazing. I feel like it's important to say. Yeah. And for fun, I mean, I really, uh, I just, I hang out. I relax. Mm -hmm. I love to spend time with my friends and I'm actually living in a city now where I have those friends. (laughs) Which is awesome. Which is great. (laughs) It's so nice. It's so nice. It's such a change for me. Yeah. I've been isolated at many of the locations that we've lived in. So yeah. Well, because people may not even know this about you, but you are a military spouse as am I. Right. And so yes, we're kind of at the whim of the United States government, wherever we end up. <laughs> totally, totally. And we have ended up in some really incredible places, but follow up to that can still be kind of isolating too. Yeah. Yeah. Move, move to a new place. So that's part of my side project project anyway, is supporting other military spouses in all of the feelings that come with that. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's one of the reasons why you first got into being a virtual assistant, right? Absolutely. It was actually paramount that I became some sort of virtual support professional because we moved so often. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a journey in itself. It, it started as freelance and then it turned into my own business. And then at one point we connected and I started working within the Launch Guild. And now I don't have that business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> how does that feel? Like, how do you feel about that? And be honest. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually written about this a lot because I have many feelings. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who knows me, they know I have many feelings <laughs> all of the time. <laughs> I kind of thought I had escaped entrepreneurship and I was feeling really good about that. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, going full-time for the Launch Guild, it means so many incredible things, but primarily that I have the financial stability now Mm -hmm. and I know exactly where my money is coming from and how much, and it's predictable. And that was something that was unpredictable in my virtual assistant business. So that change alone has been incredible. But as it turns out, I feel like I just kind of have an entrepreneur streak in me. So that's where the, the military spouse vein is coming in. But yeah, it's just been, it's been a little crazy to yeah. go from having my own business to not having it and working inside and with someone else on their own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's dig into that. So let's first of all, back up to when you were first hired as the admin right-hand-in-chief and team manager. That was your official title for, you know, before you became full-time. So you and I found each other in a Facebook group, right? Yes. I applied for one of your subcontractor positions and you were asking for someone to be hashtag all the things. (laughs) (laughs) And we both know that admin right hand and chief and team manager is literally the longest title ever. It really is. But it encompassed everything that I was going to be focusing on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it it happened in a Facebook group. And (laughs) so what's interesting or what, I don't even know if you know this, but like, by the time, so I have like three rounds for, for people at home. I have three rounds of interviews or three rounds of like applications. And then the third round is an interview. And going into that third round, there was another person that I was like, she's my person. 
Like I was, I already knew that she was my person. And then you and I connected on Zoom and I was like, no, she's my person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I knew knew that, that to be true. I remember you saying that you read over my application and you were well, I mean, the fact that I have wiener dogs piqued yes. your interest. Well, yeah, that um, was definitely a selling point in the whole yes, thing. Yes, yes. But I remember you saying that you had a good feeling. So sorry to whoever that other person was. <laughs> hashtag sorry, hashtag not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. not sorry, but I know how that feels to be yeah. passed up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when you first got into the Launch Guild, like what was your first impression of the circus that is this agency? (laughs) I was definitely very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and it was clear to me that I was stepping into a role that would improve overall organization within your agency. And I also have never quite talked about this with you, but I feel like it's appropriate now because (laughs) I'm past it. (laughs) And it was months ago. I really struggled with imposter syndrome for about the first four months that we were together mm-hmm. because you wanted me to have so much control and responsibility over things because that would mean taking things off of your plate. Mm-hmm. And when responsibility comes my way, it is my nature to be excited and want to step into that. But then my mind kicks in and it's overthinking everything and probably taking things a little too out of proportion or taking things too personally sometimes. So for the first like four months, I was just very emotionally overwhelmed, but so excited to be working with you that it, it kind of overpowered a lot of that mindset work that I still needed to do. But I had to, yeah, I had to work through it. Some things were a hot mess express. <laughs> <laughs> some things were, some things still are. We are yeah. always a work in progress. <laughs> yes. And we are always working together to improve and streamline everything. But I just looked at it as an opportunity. I thought, mm-hmm. how cool that someone is putting so much faith and trust in me to help make these changes within her business. It are, was like partly mine in a way mm-hmm. yeah. because of the impact that I was making, which was insane because for a long time, you know, there wasn't even this notion that I would go full time. Mm-hmm. It was still that I had my own business. I was a virtual assistant for other people and I was still working on expanding that. As soon as that boxer came through <laughs> <laughs> and you posed this idea yeah. that perhaps I would be your first full time employee, it kind of blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. It blew my mind too that I was even thinking about that because. Like if you had told me even in the beginning of January, you know, 2019, that January, 2020, I would be hiring you full time. I would have been like, uh, I don't think I'm ready for that. But it felt like such a natural progression because you started off about what, like five hours a week or so. And then I think it was, uh, yeah, you wanted me for five hours. I I laughed. (laughs) When you like got in the, in there and saw all that needed to be done. I remember sending you messages like, Hey, I'm at like seven. Do you want me to push? Do you want me (laughs) to push to 10? Just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So the goal was originally five hours and then we quickly saw all the things that needed to be done. And I I just want to point out that like one of my core values and like one of my rules for any of my team members when they first come in is like, do not make me micromanage you and also take ownership of the problem and of the solution to the problem, right? 
And what I saw in you was that like, even when you were scared, even when that was scary, like you still did it. And that was just so helpful for me. And I saw the impact basically immediately on my time and freeing up my time and space so that I could focus on the things that only I can do and focus on the other pieces of my business that I wanted us to be building. Yeah. I, that's so good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I didn't feel that way at all. But. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, imposter syndrome is a, is a very real thing and yeah. it probably clouded a lot of the reality that was in front of my face. Mm-hmm. You know, there was yeah. probably evidence of you being really excited and relieved that you had so much more time, not yeah. free time. Tasha never has free time. <laughs> more time to focus on the growth of the business. And you probably even told me, but I mean, when you're yeah. so deeply set in a mindset, sometimes it's a little difficult to just nudge yourself out, even if someone is giving you all of the clues. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think that that's something that I've learned about you along the way. Like you are an Enneagram six and that is a super help helper Enneagram, but also like, um, cause Scott's a six also, I don't know if you know that, but he's a six also. And so I know that it comes with a lot of like imposter syndrome and anxiety around like, are you doing a good job and are you doing enough and everything? So I've learned that whether it be through your Enneagram or your love language or whatever the case may be that I have to remind you often and you know, it that you are valued and that you're appreciated and that you're doing a great job because you always are. <laughs> yes. It's funny that you bring up the Enneagram because I think I've mistyped myself mm-hmm. <laughs> many times, Yeah, <laughs> but I do have that natural helper strain within me. That's just something yeah. that's always been there. I love to help people. And I also take it personally when they don't let me help them. Mm, and that's yeah. kind of like the negative the negative side of it is feeling that resentment sometimes. So one great thing I think about our relationship is that first of all, you're not afraid to ask for help. (laughs) Usually, (laughs) Yeah. I've gotten much better at it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And and secondly, when you ask me for help on something that, that is unexpected, like maybe it just wasn't in my priority list already, or it just wasn't a part of my reoccurring task load in Asana, which is kind of a nightmare right now. Um, (laughs) If it didn't fall into any of that, I look at it as an opportunity for me to be my true self. She's Mm -hmm. like, she's asking me for help and I get to help her. And how exciting is that? (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Probably doesn't resonate with a a lot of people, but I I take serious joy in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So I would love to know two things. So this is kind of a two-part question. Number one, what was it like and how did you learn to work with me? Because I know that I can be all over the place sometimes. all the time. Um, and number two, what was it like to learn how to work with the team and like what, figure out what the team needed and everything? Yeah. So to answer the first part, I have worked with your type before, um, <laughs> yeah. who is like an incredible, you're so good at vision casting. Like you, you can see something from the start to finish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're a very high quick start. And so (laughs) 
sometimes even before you've thought of the end, you just start something and you're yeah. like, I got to, I got to start. I got to get, you know, get through it. So that's, that's also the other part why it warms my heart when you ask me for help, because that means that you're slowing down your quick start nature <laughs> <laughs> um, and not taking it on yourself all the time. But at first I feel like I was still getting used to the fact that your brain is running at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Whereas like my emotions are running at the speed of light, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. I'm a very emotionally centered person and I feel like you're a very like, well, you're action centered. Like you'll yeah. just, you'll just do it. Right. So if something you want to work on feels like it's a huge undertaking, there have been times where I'm like, Tasha, <laughs> I don't know if now is really the time <laughs> because of the emotional and energetical or whatever investment yeah. that it will take in order to make it happen. So I think learning to work together and, and your style of working has been a lot about focusing on each other's personality types and strengths, really, mm-hmm. and knowing when to say, hold up and knowing when to say, go forth. Yeah, I will be here. I will be here to support you. Just let me know what you need. And there's so many exciting things happening all the time. So no, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to it's hard to keep up and to know the difference between the two. But I think that we are we're getting much better at that with each other. Yeah, you let me have my emotions, which I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's always a place for them. <laughs> yes, there's always a place for them. But really, there's a place to knowing the support that the team needs. Some of the tools that I like to use are knowing what each team member's Enneagram type is because I want it to be focused on their needs and not my projection of what their needs would be Mm -hmm. because I will often be there for someone in the way that I wish they were there for me instead of just asking them what it is they need. Uh, So I think I'd started doing that in the beginning. I was like, this is what I would need. So I'm just going to assume that this person needs this too. And I think I learned rather quickly that that doesn't apply to every team member. So to just ask more questions Mm -hmm. and to be open with them and to ask them to be open with me or they don't have to be, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's up to them. (laughs) And just knowing what is happening in each of their lives is like, is so valuable when it comes to the work that we get done within the launch guilds. Mm-hmm. Like I am able to more effectively support someone if I, if I know what they're currently going through. Yeah. So there's a lot of empathy in my, <laughs> in my leadership style with the launch guild team. And I would love it if it could remain that way. I feel comfortable in this type of position. So. Yeah. Well, and you're great at it. And I think that when when my team started getting big, one of the things that I was afraid of was losing that personal connection. And I think that having somebody like you who can tell me like, hey, so-and-so is having a rough week or whatever, like, or something's going on with so-and-so, even when I can't be there to like have all of those conversations because of the amount of people that we now have on the team, like I at least know that somebody is taking care of my team. And that, that's not saying that like I don't check in on team members. It's just that I know that you are always checking in on them and always like scheduling coffee chats with them just to see how things are going and answer their questions and everything. And it's just, it's such a blessing to know that like somebody is handling that. <laughs> Yeah. And when you do check in on the team, you're fantastic at it. Oh, so thank you. I feel you. like we, we both tackle it in 
in different ways. I would agree that when a team began to expand, there there was a little bit of a, a rough patch <clears throat> for me mm-hmm. in terms of knowing the support that the team needed. We've gotten our footing back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think we, there that. was a, yeah, there was a point where we kind of both recognized that. And like, I remember us getting on a meeting and we were like, huh, I hope so-and-so's doing well. I haven't <laughs> yeah. heard from her in a while. <laughs> Might be time to check in there. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah. It, but it's all, all been a learning and a growing process. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's yeah. still so much, so much learning and so much growth to happen this year too, as yeah. everything just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this year. So I think, and we were, we were talking about this a couple of days ago, like how honest do we want to be about like this and this new transition into full time? And like, and we were both agreed that we were going to be super honest in it, but I think that you going full time through kind of both of us through a mindset loop that maybe we weren't expecting. I'll let you talk about it first and like how the transition has gone. Yeah. And then put him. Okay. And thank you for reminding me that you're also going through a transition. Yeah. With this. (laughs) I'm usually very perceptive of that, but I am so deeply in this transition right now that I am (laughs) guys, I'm struggling just a little bit. Um, (laughs) I think what I thought it was going to be was a transition in the amount of hours that I actually work. And before January of this year, I had been working 15 hours internally for the Launch Guild, plus any client workload as it came up. And when I thought about, wow, 40 hours a week, that freaked me out because I've actually never had a full-time job. I have gone to school and had three jobs at once. I've done, you know, odd jobs here and there, and I've definitely had like 60 hour weeks in some capacity before. But this was so different because it was just one sole dedication. Mm-hmm. And Tasha and I have talked about this, but we, I mean, we don't look at it as 40 hours a week necessarily. It's more just about having the strength and capacity to actually get things done and right. having more space to do that within my time and my schedule. So I thought it was all going to be about hours. Guys, it's not. It's the mindset stuff again. I just thought I was like so ready for this because I was so excited and I'm still very excited, but I am like, I just want so badly to do a good job. And I want so badly to impress this lovely host of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) and to be everything that everyone needs. And that causes me to beat myself up too much Mm -hmm. about when something doesn't go the way I had envisioned it going. (laughs) So it's been a transition in all right so far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emotionally as well. There's just a, a lot happening right now. And I just kind of want to get past this hump because I'll feel much better once we've gotten past all of the initial the initial roller coaster that's yeah. happening. So well, and when we flew out to Toronto in November to meet with Sheila, my business coach, like <laughs> I think that that was your first realization of like oh crap, like, <laughs> this is like a real job. I have like, real, like I am an integral part, but you've been an integral part for like, since you got to the launch guild, you have, yes. you immediately became an integral part. But I think like, for some reason, making it, you know, Facebook official, basically. 
<laughs> makes it feel so much heavier. I am now in a relationship with the launch guild. Yes. <laughs> Before it was complicated. It was complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like full-blown relationship yes. status. <laughs> yeah. I, and I've, I've apologized for this because I, I had that moment of realization in front of you and Sheila, and I wish it could have been private. <laughs> The amount of responsibility that was coming my way uh, starting in January, but it's a lot of responsibility and I'm built for that, but I need a moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that I keep trying to remind you of is number one, like I don't expect perfection because I can't be perfect. And so I can't put (laughs) any kind of you know, something on you when like, I can't attain it, you know? So number one, I don't expect that. And number two, I think we had this conversation via Voxer because we love Voxer the other day about like your seat and purpose has kind of evolved and changed. And so just quick backstory for people listening. We were talking about a task that needed to be done, but not necessarily needed to be done by Jayla Ray. Like it was something where like anybody on the team could do it. And Jayla Ray's concern was like, well, I don't want you to have to like pay double, like you're paying me to do this and paying somebody else. And I was like, I don't want you to think about it like that. Like the reason that this has become a low priority thing on your list and it's not getting done when it needs to is because of the fact that you have 10 other higher priority things on your list that are things that only you can do. So let's take this off of your plate and give it to somebody else who can do this with a five minute loom video rather than you feeling like you're letting somebody down because you can't make this a priority, right? So realizing like your seat has changed, you're now director of operations. And so what your focus should be is also changed. Yes. I could not have said that better. (laughs) And that's, I think that's part of your transition in this too, Tasha, is maybe knowing when to like raise your hand and say, so do you need to be doing that? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's like, we're the double check on that for each other because you have to say it to me all the time and I need to start saying it to you. Yeah. Yes. And I I love that we can say those kinds of things to each other. We are each other's checks and Checks and balances. balances. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever that's called. (laughs) On my side of things, I think the biggest piece of the transition, number one, is a mindset shift. It's a money mindset thing because I have been having so much anxiety for whatever reason over the fact that like, oh my gosh, she's full time now. And this like, I never want to feel like I'm letting you down financially. And I'm, and I know, I know it's ridiculous, right? We're both ridiculous. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But what I mean by that is like, I talked to Amy, my CFO about this. I talked to Sheila about this, like all the time this month. Cause I'm just like, it's not that it's like a crazy ton more money or anything like that. It just feels different. And Amy keeps reminding me, she's like, Tasha, have you ever like been late on paying Jay LaRae ever in the whole 15 months that she's been working with you? I'm like, no. She's like, have you ever worried about that? I'm like, no. And but so it's a hundred percent just mindset, you know? And like, I love all of, all of the people that work with the Launch Guild. So like, I feel great responsibility for all of them, but I also know that they're still running their own thing. And so if like we close tomorrow, they'd just be like, okay, I'm out of client, but you know, whatever. But for you, I'm just like, she trusts me. Like she trusted me so much that she like decided like she's all in and I want to honor that. So 
oh, now that I bore my soul. Oh, Sasha. Oh. There we go. There was something really deep happening there. And I was just waiting for you to tell me what it was because it's funny because you've been checking on me every week on a Friday. Have you gotten paid? Is it, did everything go through? Like what's going on? And it's, it's not even that it wouldn't go through. It's yeah. just making sure that like the system is currently working. The system is working. Yes. And feeling, yeah. And feeling the anxiety and the need to check in and mm. ask like, you know, did you get your money? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but on the, that's the surface and yeah. what's going on underneath. I so appreciate you sharing that with me. I, yeah. I do have a lot of trust in you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is definitely two-sided and this, this goes both ways yeah. uh, for the level of trust that we both had in each other to take this like huge, gigantic leap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I, so- I can't like, I, I can't imagine doing it with anyone else. Yeah. And that's, that's why I'm here. That's the only reason I'm here is because Yay. it's you. Aww. <laughs> so I want to know, what are you most excited about in 2020 for the Launch Guild? Like, it can be a project or it can be like a transformation. Like, what are you excited about? This might not make sense to you. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited to build the training portal for the team in Kartra. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're excited about that because every time it comes back to the forefront of my mind, I'm just like, oh yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely haven't started it yet. Well, I mean, I've started filming looms. I wouldn't say I haven't started it yet. And I've thought it through. I love anticipating the needs of others. And Mm -hmm. when I get it right, it's like I receive a gold star and I just, it's like the best feeling in the world. So building a training portal is anticipating what the team would need to know yeah. about X, Y, Z. So thinking it through and coming up with everything would make me feel like I've, <laughs> I've achieved. <laughs> <laughs> so just for you guys listening, one of the things that we recognized was that we're really great at hiring rock star people. We're not as great at training them in the Launch Guild way. So our next phase of becoming better as a team and as an agency is creating this training portal that basically is a mini course that all new hires will go through so that they understand here's the launch guild standard of putting together a project plan here's the launch guild standard of time reports to clients here's the launch guild standard of x y and z so that number one everybody feels really supported as they come into the launch guild and number two that there's even more standardization so i'm super excited about that because i think it's definitely a need and it's it's the reason that we're doing it is because we've had a lot of conversations with team and with what they need more support around. And this has been kind of the common denominator. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that this has been a conversation for several months. I Mm -hmm. love, I love it when the team asks us, do you have a standard way of doing this? Yeah. But I feel really bad when I have to say no. Yeah. Because then (laughs) I have to make something up and (laughs) whatever I make up, it's fine. Like it's not going to ruin anything. It's great, but it's, it's a bandaid. It's not a permanent solution to a need. So yeah, I think the training portal is like what I'm really excited about in 2020, but once that's done, it's just focusing on the growth within this agency. My goodness, it's going to be full blast this year. (laughs) Yes. 
it's it feels a little bit like a runaway train at this moment but i think that that's that's kind of the frantic energy that i've been feeling and other people have been talking about it too like not outside of the launch guild other people have been talking about just feeling frantic energy in january so i think it's because we have like all of these new ideas and excitements and everything and now it's just like slowing it down a little bit and saying like okay you know it's gonna get done let's let's not force it let's just let it flow yeah i mean new year's is one of my favorite holidays because i love reflecting on what's happened and i love mm -hmm. looking forward and i started looking forward to this year in terms of goals for myself in like november because I was just so excited. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't wait. So I'm definitely picking up and feeling all of that frantic energy <laughs> as well. And it feels a little scattered, but yeah. we'll get there. We will get there. It'll smooth out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You are amazing. You continue to blow my mind and I'm so glad we got to, I got to talk to you and I'm so glad other people got to hear from you because I talk about you all the time and they're probably like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> well, hello everyone. <laughs> I'm so glad we could have this chat today and I can't wait for what's coming this year. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. We'll chat soon on Voxer. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.